This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Lori Howard, who is known as an executive career coach and leadership consultant for leaders in tech. She has 15 plus years of experience working and leading in technology and is on a mission to help leaders and executives find an epic next job they love and build a career legacy that fills them with pride while getting the money they deserve. So I know that halfway answers question number one, but we will turn to Lori for the rest of that. There is plenty you can learn about her. She's very much a polymath, has a lot of different things going on, has different websites. And I encourage you to visit our website if you're not already on it at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and find the inter- and find the post for this episode. With that, Lori, welcome aboard. Thank you, Adam. I'm excited to be here today. My my final thing to do before I kick back and enjoy a holiday weekend. Oh, uh, uh, yes, yes, these, yes. These oh. post these sort of after the pandemic holidays are quite exciting. Like they feel like a holiday now. Yes. So the first question is, how does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and society at large? It's a big question. Uh, I think I have a couple of thoughts on that. One is, you know, there is a statistic around that came out a couple of years ago that 85% of the people around the world are don't like their job, 75% in the U.S., so we're a little better, yay. Yeah. Um, and about uh, 5% of all uh, employees are leaders, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So the work I do where I help leaders specifically find and land their perfect fit next job allows me to give back and help make leaders a happier, more satisfied group that contributes to business. That also means that the clients I work with who are values-driven leaders are now having a values-driven, values-based impact and really ability to mentor others. So feel like by helping these specific people, I really get to make kind of the entire work world a better place. And that's kind of I my win. love it. I love it. So just so our listeners are clear, what is it that you actually do? So I'm an executive career coach and leadership consultant, which means that I work with leaders and executives who want to have work 
that is meaningful. They are looking for an epic job experience where they are valued by the place they work, where they are seen for their capabilities and their contributions. They're recognized for that. They're paid for that. And they're really making an impact in their organization, in the community. And for my clients, they really want to be having an impact on the world um, in a way that fills them with pride and something that makes them feel excited to talk about, and excited to be doing. And so I help them do that. Wow. Yeah. And that is very much needed. I know so many stories of people who have felt devalued in the workplace. Um, I personally know knows what it feels like to actually be told explicitly that um, I could not be trusted to tell the truth because I was lower on the org chart than somebody who's telling a lie about me. That just that kind of story just breaks my heart. Yeah, and unfortunately, unfortunately it's more common than yeah, it's more common than we we realize. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I I know what it feels like to be told, well, you're just this, but this person is a director. So if they say the world is flat and you mm-hmm. said it's round, not only do you need to explain to them how they're right and agree with them, but you owe them an apology. Really? Yeah, yeah that's awful. It's awful. That, that kind of story breaks my heart. And it's one of the reasons yeah. I work with the clients that I do because they are very, they have a clear sense of purpose and value in terms of they know they are very values driven. They tend to follow a model of servant leadership where that's really about valuing the people and on your team and the people around you and not doing that hierarchical superiority crap. Because that's yeah, well, he, still yeah, not true. Here, here's my thought, and if we end up going a minute or two over, that's fine, because this is really passionate for me. Um, I'm a contributing author to a book called Journeys to Success, the Millennial Edition. Now, I'm actually technically a Gen Xer, but uh, you know they uh, invited me to be part of a millennial book, so okay. All right, I'm a millennial for the purposes of the book. Anyway, I have found that the millennials and the Gen Zers and those that I work with are actually some of the most dynamic people who mm-hmm. truly love what they do. And yes. want to feel like they're making a difference in the world. So it's easy to say, well, look at these millennials wanting to sleep until nine in the morning and, and work from home and have flex hours. And well, yeah. they got to yeah. learn some good old fashioned well, values and hard work. But the thing, the thing is, is they do believe in values. They have values. They believe in hard work. They believe in good work. And they want to feel like not only are they doing something that's in alignment with their own purpose, but they truly want to feel like what they are doing for the company is Mm -hmm. benefiting that company. Yes. And I will say that one of the great gifts of millennials to the workplace is a, they want to know you want this job. They want to know you care. They want an environment that's values driven and that cares about the employees. And that is a gift to all of us. And I think people forget that, the millennials were raised by people who put up with a lot of crap and taught yeah. them otherwise. There's a reason they're taking a stand because the generations before them weren't able to make it happen. It's a, I think of them as a great gift to the transitions that are taking place in the marketplace. And really all of us would like to be having a job where we feel like we have impact and meaning. Yeah. And the millennials passion for that has really changed some things in the workplace that make that not just possible, but mandatory in some places, which is fantastic for all of us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in your experience, what are a few of the most commonly frequently asked questions you get from folks who are going through their journey of deciding to work with you? 
Um, so some of the questions they ask, you know, the most common question is, they come to me going, here's what I've done. Here's what I want to do. Do you think it's even possible for me to be able to do this? Maybe, maybe the reason I'm not valued is because I'm not worth it. And that it's very sad to me. It makes me sad. But one of the things we're looking at is, are you actually, you know, and they, and they believe that they can trust me. They know that I'm going to tell them the truth. I do that right from the outset and that carries through the relationship, but they want to know, can I even do this? And if I can, then why is this not working for me? Why can't I figure it out? Many people feel like they have to be able to do it by themselves. Like, this is my career. Why am I not able to sort this out? And right. because nobody taught you some of these things, it's not your fault. Uh, you're right. not taught that in the workplace, some of the things that I work with clients on. So I think those are the two most common things. It's like, can I even do this? Am I pipe dreaming? And if I'm not pipe dreaming, then why can't I make it happen? My clients are very driven to succeed and they're like, I've tried everything I can. What am I doing wrong? Hmm. Um, and that's really, I think those are the, I mean, I, I, those are probably the most common questions I get. It, one reveals that sense of, you know, we all have a little imposter syndrome in us where we're afraid that yep. maybe everybody's going to find out. And so one of the first questions reveals that like, what, maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe what they're saying is true. You know, it would be if you walked into the place you were just talking about and was like, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe I'm not the one who's got the truth. And that's, you know, they need someone in their corner. Right. <laughs> and, so, and that's, wait, that's look kinda, at the facts. Kind of how, how I felt in that situation. I also yeah. know that my supervisor who said that to me was being forced to say it by somebody who outranked him. Yep. I've seen that. Like, I see that. Like, 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 like I found out later that he himself felt awful saying mm -hmm. that to me, but he had been told yeah. that he would get in trouble if he didn't deliver right. that specific message yeah. by somebody who was just on a power trip. Yeah. And so we like to think, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, we like to just think that whoever's in that line is going to stand up and go, no, I'm not saying that. That's not right. But everybody yeah. has a, you know, in some environments, they're like that which is unfortunate. Yeah. And, uh, I've, I, I, we could go on for three hours about this <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, part, and part of what I, you know, part of what I view as my mission in life is to be the voice of folks who need that advocacy. So real quick, what are a couple of things you wish people would ask? You know, I think I was thinking a lot. I thought that was a great question. And I was thinking about that quite a bit, trying to figure out what is it I wish people would ask, you know, people ask pretty smart questions when they come to me. Uh, I think the one that there are two things I wish they'd think about. One is I wish they'd ask, um, what do I need to do or be or bring if I were to work with you for us to be successful? Yeah. So they often ask me what I'm going to do, but they don't think to say, what, what do you need from me? Who do I need to be to, to, so that they, so that we can both assess whether they're lining up and so that we can, clear that out up front and not run into surprises down the road of what's actually expected. Exactly. Um, and I think the other thing is, um, I think the other thing I want them to ask is like, okay, where are we going to be when we finish? A lot of times people come in, especially when it comes to job search or promotions or career, and we're trained to think about the deliverables. Can you help me with my LinkedIn profile? Can you help me with my resume? Yeah. You're not looking for a coffee table resume that you pull out when friends and family come over and go, oh, look at this lovely thing I had created. You know, you're looking for something to happen. And you want to know that the person you're working with is not just there to give you a thing, but to help you achieve your goals. 
and that yeah. they're clear on what those are. And I, I think sometimes while I'll bring that up, I think it's important that when you're seeking to hire someone, make sure that they're able to tell you, can they help you reach your goals? What's the outcome you're going to have at the end of whatever that engagement is? Exactly. Exactly. So let's go into lightning round mode for the last few minutes and let's get to know sure. you a little bit. Uh, first question is, is what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you? Oh my goodness. I think, um, you know, know, one of the things that I do is kind of my, not going to be a secret hobby anymore. Um, as I'll, for a while in my life, I thought about becoming a professional actor and I took some training and decided that that's not the right path for me, but I still take like hardcore real advanced acting classes. Um, Mm -hmm. And those are not the kind that make you feel warm and fuzzy. You know, people teaching you skills like that are like, no, this is where you're doing everything wrong. (laughs) Yeah. But what I love about that and the reason I still do it, even though I'm not really acting so much at this point is it, you know, actors need to understand people and they need to be able, a good performance is an authentic one. And so I love taking acting classes to help me connect with humans as a human, you know, human to human instead of type to type. And then um, really just to tap into and challenge my own sense of, am I being authentic? Am I being open? Am I willing to be vulnerable? Or am I thinking I am, but really just exactly. Yeah. What do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? You know, I hope, I hope they say, I know that Lori cares about me. I know that she genuinely cares. I hope that they say she really knows her stuff and that if you ever need help in this area, you need to call Lori. Um, Yeah. Those are my, okay. Yeah. (laughs) If you could go back in time and change anything you've done or anything that's happened, what would it be and why? You know, I try not to think about this question because I'm not a person who, um, I'm not a person who lives without regret. I got a lot of regrets. I have things I wish I had done differently all through life. I will say that you know, sometimes I'll sit and fantasize. What if I made this decision instead of that? What what might my pretend life be like? But yeah. I will say one skill that I wish I had understood earlier in life, earlier in my adult life, is the skill of networking and developing a uh, professional like mutually respectful, supportive, professional network of connections and relationships. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I didn't know how to maintain it. So I came to the networking and forming just actual authentic relationships on a professional level very late, you know, after my first career and well into my second. So, yeah. And that's one of the reasons I spend a lot of time working with clients on just that, you know, often I'm not the only one I found who didn't really understand that until later in their career. So, but that's one thing I would go back and if I could teach me, if I could teach me that earlier and build that earlier, I would do that. Yeah. What famous person alive or dead would you like to meet? And if you have the opportunity, what question would you have for them? You know, I read this book. So I follow some of the, um, follow, I guess not really follow. They've all passed away now. Like the great thinkers on, on satisfying life, satisfying career, um, Napoleon Hill, uh, I can't remember, Earl Nightingale. Yeah. But through them, I got introduced to Miss Dorothea Brand. Um, she wrote like one or two books and she was a, she was a, 
she was she wrote a book in her th- in like 1936 called Wake Up and Live. And her tagline for that was what would you do if you knew it was impossible to fail? And I read this book and I and I've only found a little bit of information about her, but I for a woman to be successful and to be respected as a professional in 1936 in Chicago, as a reporter, as a journalist, and as a writer, I just, there's nothing specific I want to ask her. I just want to shadow her for a day. I want to follow yeah. her around, sit in on her conversations, maybe have her follow me around and then chastise me for, because I think she would. I think she'd be like, what are you doing? Stop, what, stop that. Do this. <laughs> it feels very like that, that wise uh, wise woman that we want to listen to and they'll just tell us, like, I've learned. Stop. Don't do that now. Exactly. Um, exactly. That, that is, but if I could, when I read her book, I was like, oh, I want to meet her. She yeah. is the one I want and I want to have her like sit at my table for a long time. Exactly. Exactly. So what motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? <laughs> uh, you know, I took a... Um, it took an assessment on character strengths called the VIA, which is values in action character assessment several years ago and found out that my top strength is persistence. And really persistence is my go-to strength for everything. So I'm not a quitter. Um, I am the person who will just get up and keep trying, even if things aren't going my way. When things are going poorly, there are a couple of things I do. I have, I have at this point put together a, a, a network of friends who are in my corner period, they will be the ones that, you know, in a variety of ways. But when those situations happen and I'm just like, I can't do this. I I suck at this. Nothing's working. I don't have it in me to keep going. I'll reach out to them and they'll say, we believe in you. We can, you can do this. We totally know you can do this. Yeah. And sometimes I just rely on their faith in me a little bit until I get my own back. Um, I also have my mother's voice in my head with the, the, uh, phrases from childhood of the only way out is through and um, what doesn't kill you, make you stronger. And you're not dead yet. So yeah. get up, keep going. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to die here, do you? So exactly. some of it's not as inspiring, but it's like, well, you're right. I'm not dead. Right. Keep going. It's not over. Okay. Yeah. So finally, <laughs> and I know you have an invitation for our listeners. I will share that with them in general. Yeah. What is one action that you would like our listeners to take as soon as they finish streaming this episode? You know, I want you to, well, one, I always encourage people to periodically review what you're doing. How are you spending your time? Specifically, because I work in career, the career space, in your work. How are you spending your time day to day? And how do you feel about that? You know, sometimes we go through life and we do a job for a certain period of time and it's fine for a while and we don't like it anymore. You know, pay attention to what you like and what you don't like and know that there is something out there that you will love. It is. Right. I don't care who you are, what you're doing right now or what you're thinking. There is a thing that will fit. Uh, don't let the people who think, no, 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 keep your head down, keep going, play it safe. Like, There's not a safe. Um, and then if I could kind of share my favorite quote from Dorothea, Ms. Brand, which is, what would you do if you knew it was impossible to fail? And I love thinking about that. If I knew I couldn't fail, well, would I actually try? And then take one small step towards whatever that is. It doesn't have to be big, but if you take even the smallest of steps, you'll feel, you'll feel empowered to keep going. 
I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. And the invitation I have for our listeners, if you're watching this on www.brilliancepluspassion.com, you're about to see it on your screen. For those of you who are jogging, I will say it out loud one time. It's if you go to lauriehowardcoaching.com, and she spells it L-O-R-I, lauriehowardcoaching.com forward slash Adam, lauriehowardcoaching.com forward slash Adam. The gift that you are invited to check out is a free leadership self-assessment that improves your leadership impact in three steps. So this will help you discover how your leadership skills stack up for 2021 and beyond. This is very important. Take a moment, at least check it out and allow yourself this potential new point of view. LaurieHowardCoaching.com forward slash Adam. And with that, Lori, thank you again. It's been an honor and believe me in education. Thank you, Adam. It's been a pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Thank you.